Hello and welcome to episode 76 of Ale of a Time. This week we're speaking to Steve Jeffers from the local tap house and uh, more recently Gabs and Stomping Ground. Uh, those guys have got a lot going on and given the Hottest 100 beers was just announced here in Australia, we thought it was a good time to, to chat with Steve about the poll and then just get an update on, on what's happening in the rest of the uh, rest of the family that he's got going on there. Uh, a slight small disclaimer for this episode, we talk a little bit about uh, the Change the Date, the Australia Day Change the Date campaign. We also talk about um, LGBTQI issues in relation to beer and women's sport. All those three things are hot button issues and given we're three straight white men, I think we handled them pretty well. But if you disagree or you think we could explore some issues further, uh, I'd love to hear your opinions on them. We always want to be inclusive here and and one of the issues or one of the uh, realities of the beer scene is it's it's full of straight white males uh, so I would really like to hear alternative opinions or if you if you know of someone that you know you think would be a good guest or someone wants to write a guest post on the blog um, yeah please we're really open to suggestions and feedback on on these things uh, if you think we didn't handle something as well as we could have, feel free to leave a nasty comment online. That's probably what I'd do. But uh, I'd also appreciate an email as well and just let us know why. And as a whole, uh, I really enjoyed the show. So it was a really good chat to Steve and uh, really good getting his, his point of view and some interesting insight into the world of the Hottest 100. So yeah, stay tuned. Beautiful. There's still still a little bit, a little bit of dew on the ground. If you were going to draw a perfect day, you wouldn't get as close as this is. I think definitely. Um, and we've got a, a, a guest along with us, Steve Jeffers from the Tap House slash Gab, Steve, and Stomping Ground now. Good morning. How are you? Good. Good. You've got thanks lots for of having me here in the park. You got lots of slashes on your name now. <laughs> uh, yes, master of what do they say? Master of many and no, what is Jack, it? Of, Jack of all trades, trades and master <laughs> of none. <laughs> Well, we thought you'd get, we'd get you on not to talk about Stomping Ground uh, or the Tap House, but the Gab's Hottest 100, uh, which has been a very interesting thing to watch from the outside. Um, can you, I guess, one thing I'd like to know, what do you think the Gab's Hottest 100 is now compared to what it started as? Because they're quite different. It's grown quite a lot, hasn't it? Yeah, it's it's, it's grown many, many times uh, fold. But it's, listen, I'm always going back to the what the essence of the uh, poll was originally was a bunch of friends and customers at the tap house just voting genuinely for their five favorite beers of the year just take 10 minutes out of your whole year and just think about it it's a pretty it was a, it was a really fun exercise which is why it, i think it grew in the early stages and people really enjoyed that process because most of it was based on the beers that we were tapping and in those days we were probably tapping 350 beers a year so it was mostly locals and the beer the serious beer fans who voted but I've been saying, oh, even on social media last night, I was replying to to people, just reminding them of, of what the essence of it is. But I think uh, there are obviously breweries now who, within the rules, go out and, and encourage uh, people who like their beers to vote. Um, I think obviously some of the the spirit of it is is um, diluted somewhat. But I think uh, this year, probably ahead of other years, is I think it's a true reflection of what is hot for whatever that means in like it's never been the best beers that said i think that there's a lot of beers particularly in the top 20, 15 or 20 who are there genuinely by merit they're multi-award winning beers i was for all the people who slag uh, pacific ale online is i had to remind them that just two years ago uh, a panel of 36 uh, critics or beer judges voted it the best beer in australia so um i think it's a good reflection of of quality um, but it's also a popularity contest, and ultimately, it should be just about fun. Stoner Wood one is an interesting one. I had a, I don't drink a heap of it. I don't dislike it. I really like it, and I, I had a fresh one on tap the other day. So good. It's, it's really great really on tap. I just don't right? understand the, um, the, I guess the boredom of it, maybe. Yeah. But like, it's just, it's such a champion 
of our industry. <laughs> like it deserves to be there but every it's, time. It's, it's like any band who becomes successful. There's always a fair chunk of people who don't like it because it becomes successful. So that's always. It's not just in beer. It's in many other things. But also, as well. it's not like it was. It was voted. <laughs> well, that, and that's kind of thing I want to. I want to talk about is. People seem to be, and this year especially, reacting negatively to the amount of IPAs and pails and saying, you know, oh, it's got to be a pale or it's got to be an IPA to get in. But, like, what do those complainants want? You know what I mean? Like, do they want people to stop voting for IPAs? Or I know that's a rhetorical question, but it's, it seems weird to have that complaint when it's so many people voting on their five beers. Yeah, it's their five favourite beers. You can't argue otherwise. And it's not as if it's... it's. This is the trend in the not just the wide Australian market. It's probably in the global craft market is that IPAs, are, certainly in America, are the, by far now the uh, the most popular style. And that's it's growing in popularity here, despite... I thought, I thought, it, and I still think it's going to be somewhat hamstrung by the uh, the cost of IPAs in this country. But people love hops, and as uh, as Crafty Pint said in one of his articles uh, in an- analysing yesterday, is that you can't. Most of us turn to an IPA if it was a desert island beer or was our last beer in the world, we'd probably turn to a hop forward beer of some description anyway. So, I um, I was buying beer last night, and the guy you buy beer, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I do, unfortunately. Um, and the guy behind the counter said. Oh, the new brown ale uh, from Mr. Banks is really good. And I was like, I don't want to drink a brown ale. <laughs> like, as much as I want to champion different styles and I love brown ales, I was grabbing IPAs because that's, at the moment, there's so many good Australian ones that are fresh. And I grabbed, uh, you know, some really fresh pails and really fresh local IPAs. And I was like, it's hard to beat that. I think, I think it's. Uh it's one of the things that stomping ground. I, I think other uh, brew pubs and even good bar, beer bars. They, while they might have an emphasis on hop forward beers, is that uh, they do uh, showcase uh, beers of other characters and styles. And I think that's uh, I think that's important that mm. uh, beer fans are exposed in some way, shape, or form to that. I, I don't think they're ever, you're never going to see a brown ale. I think top the hottest one hundred. But uh, I think it's important that people. Because ultimately, the essence I think of craft beer, for me at least, is exploration—just trying new stuff. So, I think you're missing out on a lot of uh, a lot of cool stuff if you're just stuck in the hop uh, rut. Um, nothing wrong with that, but I think there's a lot a lot of fun to be had if you go exploring other other character and other styles of beer. You know, even Belgians. Like I've, I think Belgians at some point is going to Belgian style is going to come back. Well, saisons didn't really score in this poll. No, they, was there was three I think in the top two hundred. But uh, they've dropped down, like uh, Temptress dropped out of the 100, um, E Hargrave Hills ESB dropped out. So that's why it's one of the reasons. One of the reasons we also released the 100 and 200, what, 101 to 200, because there's a bit more diversity in there. Um, I think it also kind of highlights um, how important staying relevant and current is with branding, mm. because there's nothing wrong with either of those beers you mentioned. I had a Temptress last night and it was fantastic. But um, if it's not in your mind it's easily one that you can go a year or longer without even thinking about having um i can't remember the last time i had temperance uh. but on on the same thing i it's been over a year since i've had pirate life double ipa uh and i still like it but I, I, and emma said to me my girlfriend she said i don't think i've ever actually had it and i'm like oh really and i th- thought back and it's been a year since i've had that so that that list prompted me to get that um we're just drinking a little dove from uh, gage roads uh, which scored, would you say, six, Steve? Sixth, yeah, in with a bullet. Um, and that that came out of was that did that poll at all last year? That one? Uh, no, I don't think it did. It's no, it's not. It's uh, it's a. Uh, it wasn't it's a re- new entry. It's wow. a new entry. Straight to yeah. six. That's yeah. So there were two huge. new entries in the top ten. That and uh, crankshaft. Uh, that's a great one. Too. And Bolter as well. And Bolter, sorry, yeah. crankshaft was out last year because it was eighty eighth. But uh, yeah, Bolter and uh, Little Dove and you. Has entries. anyone had that Bolter XPA before? I had it last I night. Had, I've had a yeah. few. What did you reckon? I. Didn't love it, admittedly, but I'm not sure how old the can was. Right, okay. I feel like it might have been a little bit old um, and lost a little bit of character. And it, I think the same thing happens with Stone Pacific. If you get one that's a little bit older than that, yep. you kind of lose that, that freshness. And I think they might be in the same. I'm, uh, we've been having robust discussions in the office about an idea that I'd love to do at Gab's, whether it's this year or in future, is I'd love to kind of strip out all brands, all brands out of these, uh, of these beers and just have uh, a lot of people from a wide spectrum of people just to trying beers of similar style or same style um, without any packaging at all because I, I'm really fascinated to about the gr- the increased influence of brand uh, a bolter is a great example fantastic branding it's a good beer in my view uh, particularly um, 
uh, well, the ones I've had uh, have been. We had Scotty down at the Ale Stars uh, not so long ago, and it was tasting um, great then. But I think that's um, I would just love people just to line up a bunch of double IPAs and actually see with a fairly large test testing group where these beers actually whether whether they sit. Uh, compared to their ranking in not just the hottest 100, but maybe in critics' views as well, hmm. and also just kind of general mindset. Yeah. Um, I've done the the blind tasting with Crafty Pint. Uh, I did the Lager one was the last one I did, and James Bogues one that, and it was hands down the best Lager uh, that we had. the The quality of some of the craft lagers was was really a little bit upsetting. You know, we were just like, this is such a horrible run of tasting, and then the James Bogues came out. And I was like, whatever this is, I want to get a six-pack of this. This is delicious. See, I find that just fascinating. That's uh, what it's all so much, you know, eyes and uh, what, what you know, what you, you drink with your eyes so much. Uh, and that those pack, those venues or breweries that are doing really fantastic packaging are um, are clearly getting giving themselves every opportunity to do well. Mm, mm. And um, I, I just wonder if there are some beers out there that, um, or it's obvious. I think if you've got good brand branding, you, you're doing probably better as well if not better than if you had shitty brand yeah yeah mm. you got to give yourself the best chance to get I out think there yeah if you were to look at the top say 20 and their actual branding they've all got a clear brand um yeah, yeah so it's a strong branding whether or not you think it, people think it's good or bad it's still it's still you know strong strong branding i think yeah i think that's uh, that's a very i haven't kind of studied it that way but certainly you got stone and wood pirate life feral bolter gauge roads and bent spoke and then new cans modus fixation all of that so those guys you know they they know what they're doing with brand mm, mm. it's a pretty fascinating it happens every year that i notice it is how much of a bubble that we are in sometimes like um i think the one that i was waiting to see because of how popular it was in melbourne was the urban pale from la serene mm. well, when did it come out october? Uh, yeah octoberish i think like Seven, it came in like i think at one forty or something right yeah okay. i think yeah. so yeah. i reckon Maybe next higher, year. One, 117 i think it was, was it well so i think, I think so. that that's a beer that's almost certainly in my, if I was to, to tip it, it would be uh, um, in the top one hundred next year, probably in the top fifty. Yeah, yeah. That's a cracking beer and well branded as well. And, and because it like sort of caught fire here so much, I thought it was a lock, and then you realise, well, yeah, well, it wasn't in other parts yeah, of the yeah. country, was it? <laughs> so, yeah. well, and that's people. People ask me what I think is going to happen with it, and I was like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I know what I drink. I don't know what else drinks. Um, and I think maybe one of my beers made it in. The chop made it in. I don't know if anything else I voted for made it in. Um, I think that what are they 60, 64 or sixty three from Hop Nation? Yeah, sixty three. Sixty three. The chop oh, was it? Right. And they were. Um, I went to the brewery afterwards just because it's my neighbourhood brewery, and the guys were were just so stoked. Um, you know, and those guys have been operating for less than a year outside of that space, and it's still a really small setup. And that beer is what a seven percent IPA, um, and they were just yeah they were wrapped that that that, that happened so. It's really. I was reading a, an article in the Canberra Times when they were talking about the the great um, before show by um, both um, Pact and uh, obviously Ben Spoke, and it uh, said that uh, Richard Watkins actually uh, had a tear in his eye yesterday on Australia Day when they got uh, did so well, and I, I just love the impact that it has uh, on people who work hard and and uh, make great beer in that case certainly. Um, and do well. I, it's it's kind of a it's a warm, nice, fuzzy yeah, feeling well, that the, you can have that impact. Two years gone by, we've been talking to um, Scott and Renee McKinnon, and then Derek and Diddy at Bad Shepherd when they pretty much, as a brand new startup, snuck in at pit position one hundred, both of them, <laughs> yeah. and they were over the moon yeah. each time, like absolutely stoked by it. So, well, it, it, we we've uh, Pirate Life is is the example that we often talk about because it was just such a stunning. Uh, you know, re- response to their their positioning in the poll last year to an MC. I was in Tong- Hong Kong with him recently at one of the beer festivals there, and he again was telling me the impact that it had and how much they value their position in the hottest 100 ahead of uh, peer judged and uh, peer judged uh, awards because it has such presence in the market. And uh, so I think that uh, you know I'd be interested to hear from brewers, uh, and I'll ask them over the coming months as to what impact, if any, it had. But things like Kaiju Crush and um, and obviously, Bent spoke. I think uh, I'd expect their phones running a little uh, more than usual. Well, because yeah, neither of them have a huge profile outside of their immediate area. Um, you know, we we know of them obviously, but um, you know, people that might be voting for say the James Squire beers not might not be familiar with either of those beers. Yeah. Um, so to have their name associated, even if you've got a small thing associated in that in that tier, is you know, it does have to have some impact. Well, there's a lot of people who, um, and even uh, uh, a national retail chain um, that we met with 
that we meet with often, they um, said they print out the list, as do beer fans that we hear about, and they kind of use it as a, as a checklist themselves of what are the beers that I haven't heard of or breweries that I haven't heard well, of. And they seek to. them out. Yeah, yeah. Mm. They seek them out to see does it live up to its ranking or its position. But uh, when you said before, I think one of your beers got in, I think it's um, – some people take that, if, if their beers don't get into the top 100, they kind of take it as a personal insult <laughs> that we, the rest of the country hasn't voted like them. But yeah. I think it's a case of, as I said, get to the spirit of what it's about. Just think about the beers that you love for the year and then, you know, forget about it after that. Just enjoy the ride and, and uh, you know, don't bitch and moan too much about it. <laughs> Some brewers don't put their beers in. Cooper's was the, the high-profile one this year. Um, and I've, I've had brewers tell me that... that it's hard to win, so they don't put their names in. They, they don't understand and what it's about. And I, yeah. I often pick up the phone and speak to these brewers because obviously we now, because there's so many beers, we rely on the brewers to register and and uh, some don't do it either just out of um, just they forget and so we have to remind them. Others, there's a, there's a handful that I'm aware of that decide not to do it. But uh, I usually pick up the phone to them and say, listen, that's not the spirit of the event. But if people love your beers, even if you made a 30-litre keg of it, let them let let them vote for your beer um, because it's not going to give them. We know that some people get frustrated because that beer is not on the list. So just just, just do it. And of course, sixteen hundred beers doesn't go into one hundred. So there's fifteen hundred breweries that beers that miss out, but uh, that's not the idea. Mm. What do you think, um, Pirate Life do so right? I just think they've tapped into the pardon the pun. They've they've tapped into the zeitgeist. They've just they. They've got great salesmanship. MC particularly run, running that ship, and those guys go to they go to I don't know how many events they do in a year, but hundreds of events I suspect. They're on they're on a plane. They're living away from home and their families an awful lot. And uh, obviously they've they came out with uh, different branding when it came out. Obviously with the novelty around the the, the lip, and um, I just think they just people just were looking. People just want to fall in love with brands, and and that was a brand that came out as a little kind of. Uh, Matt Kierkegaard said they're like a little like Brewdog, obviously with their pedigree and heritage, but uh, without kind of some of the bullshit. Yeah, fair <laughs> yeah. enough. Because I was just looking, the IPA came in at what was it this year? The at IPA five? came in at five. What was that last year? Because the IPA that was didn't exist last year. I didn't think it's listed. No, it, uh, you, it did exist. Uh, we clarified that because uh, uh, it came out on draft in December yeah, of the okay. year before, so it didn't clarify. Uh, didn't. Um, wasn't considered a new beer, right? Because, yeah. But it came out in cans early in 2016. Okay. But yeah, because that that's one because they did like explode into the top sort of ten with two beers last year. Uh, they, in, yeah, in they, the top five maybe with the pale and the double IPA. Yeah, they had three in the top eleven. I think it was three and maybe five, and then eleven with the throwback. And now they've got all of them, but the throwback yeah, dropped down a little bit. I think it just exploded straight into it. It's just kind of unbelievable, really. I think when they came out, they came out with big IPA. And they said, we're doing this, we're doing it in cans, it's going to be fresh, it's huge. And not many people had done that as kind of a, this as is a, what exactly what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone else, had anyone done it? Like Probably even even now, if, if you said to me, well, Stomping Ground, we're going to launch with a double IPA, 8.8, or they didn't launch with a, I actually think they launched, did they launch with Throwback? They launched with all I think Throwback Pale and Double IPA was the, what they Yeah, because there was a trivia question or something recently, and I th- what was the first beer? And I think from memory it was Throwback. Yeah. And uh, But anyway, when they came out with the Double IPA, it was like, and particularly in big cans. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, people were like, what? That's insane. But And I still think, God, it's a very brave move, but obviously it's, uh, it's paid off handsomely and, for them, I imagine. And it sort of shows that there was reluctance to do those kind of big beers on a big scale and it shows that if you do it right and commit to it yeah yeah people people genuinely want it and that market is, as was shown by the the list is probably definitely growing um i am just going to quickly change the batteries sure uh, so we'll take a Good quick break, break and then uh, we'll come back in a sec Fresh batteries uh, can't Dave, stop us now. You poured us another beer from the hot, hottest 100. Yeah. I believe you were drinking half price pints of this and then you walked out with a four pack from the brewery. So, so it must be a pretty good beer. It works out, yeah. I got a bit of hazelnut brown from Bad Shepherd in Cheltenham. Cool. What is, did this score again? Uh, this was 84, I think. 84. So it was up from 100, or was it last year? Yeah, snuck so in last snuck year. In last yep. year. Yep. After only a few months of trading. Yep. And 
It's really become their champion. Um, are they champion beer? Is this the only brown ale we talked about this before? Oh, there's the alt brown from Bolters in there somewhere as well, isn't it? Yeah, that was uh, very close to that one as well. Alt brown. Um, I'll have a look there. Oh the yeah, alt brown was number ninety-eight. So ninety-eight. Uh, yeah, ninety-eight. So not a heap of them, but um, so a couple of good ones. And there's not a porter to be found. I don't think uh, there's very few dark beers. I don't really remember oh. drinking a. Porter over the last year that really wowed me. I had the Bridge Road Robust Porter, yep. uh, the barrel age version recently. Uh, oh, well, what was that put in? Maker's Mark barrels. Oh, oh yeah, I've saw, saw the details for that. And it was pretty good. a day not too dissimilar to this, and the barman just gave me a taste, and I was like, yeah, I want that. Yeah. It's so good. Because it's pretty <laughs> dry and roasty, the porter. So yep. Maker's Mark is pretty sweet. Is that what the character is? Yeah, got yeah. It wasn't like the bourbon didn't come across and it was just kind of nice and dry. Um, now, we talked about, you, we mentioned uh, breweries kind of focusing on their advertising on one beer. Um, uh, and that was definitely a trend this year, I think, more so than previous years. It wasn't vote for our beers, vote for this beer. Um, has that happened in previous years? Or do you think this is kind of the first year? Oh, I think it certainly is more prevalent this year. Um, I have We have seen it in the past and obviously we've... We've had to make some phone calls to brewers who have advertised that in ways that we felt felt weren't in the spirit of the event. There's nothing against that. Um, we've also had brewers who said, "Listen, we'll only register or one one of our beers because that's the one we want people to vote for." And as I was saying before, that's that's when I pick up the phone to them and I say, "Listen, that's that's not the idea." So I don't really. I'm personally not a fan of people saying vote for our pale ale or IPA or any one beer um, because um, I don't think it's um, yeah, it, it, to me it doesn't feel quite right. Yeah, it's right, not the accurate representation. Of maybe we'll have to change the rules. <laughs> well, it, it, it's quite crazy that it's gotten to this point, as you said at the start. It uh, started as kind of a fun thing to do within the bar. Like a lot of bars have, you know, sweeps and everything. And, and it's grown to, you know, it gets national media coverage. Uh, Dan Murphy's is, is sponsoring it. Um, are you surprised that it's gotten to this point? <laughs> oh, um I was a few years ago. Now I, I think it's on a. It's like a snowball that's been pushed off a cliff. I think that uh, this is just going to become bigger and bigger. Like this year, there was a forty-six percent increase on our previous record, which was a big number. Wow. So, what, what is um, the um, we, participant? Number we haven't number? released uh, as ever the. Yeah, I think at some point we will. Yeah. Um, but I think that um, at this point we 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 don't want like we even had a, a brewer the other day ring us up and said, listen, oh, we've had a few brewers in the last forty eight hours saying, how many votes do we get? What vote? How many votes did number one get? And so they all like strategically they're trying to, um, um, yeah, not, it's, not, it's, it's not game the system, but you know what I mean. Data, though, it's valuable yeah, data. It's valuable data that if if we give give out certain numbers that uh, there, I'm sure there are the Mark Zuckerbergs amongst them who can probably do a few little calculations oh, and figure out how maybe they can game the system. So. At this stage, we kind of don't do it, but it's tens of thousands of people, yeah. and mm. it's um, it's a number that has grown uh, significantly every year. This year was the first year we put a serious digital marketing uh, campaign oh, in place, right, okay. and um, we got a really good spread of voters uh, uh, around the country based on the, inf the limited data that we have, um, and I think it was somewhat reflected in some of the um, per capita um, rankings that Crafty did, but... Um, we d we we wanted to promote it quite heavily, and we did this in New Zealand as well because obviously the first New Zealand poll is going to be announced next Tuesday. Do you I have um, champions in like Queensland and WA that push the votes there? Because you brewers, because you've got the Dar the Darlinghurst venue that is going to be um, sort of highlighting it in. Sydney, oh, I don't think I don't think I don't think the tap houses have a great impact any you don't think any so? any anymore because there's so many, we and we don't we. It was one of the reasons we moved the the, the hottest one hundred over to Gabs sure. is that we felt it was uh, a it was a great opportunity to remind people about Gabs uh, five months out of the event, um, and also it was a, it was a more national. We felt Gabs was becoming a national brand as well as opposed to the Tapas, which are obviously quite local. So I don't I don't think uh, that's it. I think that there are just some breweries who are a bit slow or apathetic about registering their beers. And I think that will will change. Like there was someone on the podcast, uh, Bruce News podcast, during the Hottest One Hundred countdown, and uh, he was asked a question um, about, uh, you know, why don't you maybe are you surprised you haven't fared better? And he he admitted that he didn't promote it at all. So mm. if you don't promote it, then you're not mm. gonna, you're really not going to have much of a chance. And when you look at breweries in there that uh, don't have distribution really outside of the things like Big Shed, I think are in there twice. Um, you don't see a lot of them outside of Adelaide. 
Hop Nation are still in there, in there of course. Bad mm-hmm. Shepherd are in there. These aren't like they're not national operations. They're in the greater scheme, tiny, mm. uh, and they they still manage to poll uh, for for you know I guess for whatever reason. Good Beer is probably the the primary one. So you know their whole you need national distribution is that helps, but. It's it's not uh, you don't have to have it to to make make an impact. I think one of the other things that's great this year is that eighty percent of the list is uh, independent breweries, um, and I think that's increased um, a little bit over over last year as well. And obviously, um, I think someone was saying um, I don't know if it was you or someone was saying that uh, they expected because it, the bigger it gets, they thought that the mainstream craft beers would rise a little bit. Mm. And in fact, a bunch of them, I think most of them dropped. I think and all a of bunch them of them dropped, yeah. dropped out of the, uh, altogether the contention altogether. I think there was one like uh, Wild Yak. Well, Wild Yak, yes, came out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, that one really surprised me. Someone commented uh, by the time we were ca- we'd, we'd listed fifty one to a hundred. Someone commented on social media that uh, you know yak something about yak, and they'd be thrilled that they got that close. And then we were going, oh god, wait till you get to number 30, <laughs> 39. They were very sarcastic about that, by the way. And then when you get to, I think uh, f- yeah, wild yak was thirty seven. And those guys and uh, cricketers arms ended up in the poll for the first time, I think. Yeah, well, they certainly put a bit of more effort into promoting it this yeah. year. That's um, interesting. Yeah, it isn't. Listen, I've said this to you guys before, and I think you share the view is that um, we want to be inclusive. Uh, there's a the vast majority of people who drink beer, or let's call it flavours and beer, or craft beer, inverted commas, um, all of us started with, sorry, most of us start with a mainstream craft beer. To suddenly exclude those beers and therefore those people from voting for what they are their favorite beers for this year i think is just insanity i think it's just ridiculous if, if i hypothetically voted for wild yak and cricketers arms what is it scorch rail and then looked at the list and went exactly oh, there's yes. you know 50 and whatever what are these other beers ahead of them well i haven't heard of those or i've and seen that time in the i shop go into a bottle shop if i yeah. see a, a little dove or whatever it might be um so i i just think it's um it's elitism to to um to, to denigrate people who drink those beers, I think uh, it's a, they have a valuable place to play in the in the marketplace. I'd like to see independence yeah, always shine. Of course, and, um, I also like whenever my mind always goes to data. This is how my brain works. <laughs> but like, it also gives you an idea about where the two. If you want to uh, categorize them separately, it's how they're pairing off against each other as well. I think mm. it's just interesting information to have on top of the fact that you probably shouldn't exclude them. Would um, the CBIA is making moves here in Australia to exclude big brewers from the association? Uh, I don't think they've got a time frame on it, but the, the legal work's being drawn up apparently. Um, would that change the poll for you? No, for I don't speaking? think so because it's a consumer facing poll. Um, we do release the hottest indie beers, so we just basically re filter out those uh, 20 beers. So, so it, uh, wouldn't be, it wouldn't be too much different, really. No, <laughs> what, yeah, it's. it's uh, and as I said, I think ultimately we want to get people to look at this list just as you were saying Dave and that they go okay my, my I'm a big fan of Fat Yak but what are these other ones and, and I'll, I'll seek or try them out and uh, that's that's what I, I just think it would I know that uh, I have friends who don't drink craft like I drink it uh, and I know that they would just be well fuck you if 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 you if you don't think the beer that I like is is worthy of your little club then you know if you and so I think that I, I don't think it'll ever happen um, it might come down to we make a bigger deal of the indie list or, or the, the 101 to 200 list, or I, I don't know. But I, I, we want people... The whole idea of the Hottest 100 now is as much to encourage people to think about other beers uh, as well as their own favourites. And they're not bad beers, um, as much as I've derided Wild Yak on the website. Um, I've had one and it wasn't great. I didn't love it, but... But it's not—it's not—it's not brewed for exactly. people like you. Yeah, yeah. And I, haven't I, ha- I haven't haven't had it, but if I, it's not as look. If I was in the sunshine and someone handed me a pint of it and it was fresh, I and they didn't tell me what it was, I'd, I'd enjoy it. It'd be a nice beer. And that that list as a whole, if you were given any one of those beers, you're probably going to know it's it's good in some in some way. Yeah. You know, it's well made or it's interesting or or whatever. It um. It reflects that it's... Listen, I think beer. the number of voters and number of votes these beers get now, I don't think there's any duds, um, dud beers, as, as you would say, in in the top two or th- 200, I would say. The um, the wild card in the list for the last two years has been rabbit and spaghetti. Um, and that always elicits a few comments on social media. Have you have you tried one? 
No, I haven't. Uh, I actually am thinking of sending an email to those guys to see if, I, <laughs> if they can send us a, a few. But um, we scrutinised these uh, polls fairly closely this year. We didn't identify much um, shenanigans, mm-hmm. so to speak. Um, last year there was a bit. This year, um, we discount and we, we reserve always the right to, to discount or get rid of votes that we think are just game the system. But uh, we've obviously looked at uh, Rabbit and Spaghetti quite closely and there's nothing to suggest that what they're doing is is uh, wrong. And the people that I know who have tried, I think it's a great drop. I've so actually heard the same as well. Um, I think Kale, a friend of ours, uh, had it recently and I don't think he, he might have been away for the kind of the poll so he didn't sort of see the, the talk of it and then he said, oh this is a great beer, what's this? Uh, you know, I've never heard of this. Um, so yeah. How can you get it? Well, I don't know. Um, so you can get it online, I believe. Someone, was, someone said yesterday on social you can get it yeah, online. Yeah, it was mail order only. Because um, I think it's a winery that does it. But That's correct. I think it's New South Wales, isn't it? But then they... No, South Australia. They, well, I've got here, South Australia. Yeah. They have some distribution. Okay. Uh, but I'm not sure how wide now. Well, I tell you, if I was working, uh, if I ran that company, I'd be trying to uh, push it as much, push as, it as, much as I can. Yes. Uh, the um, other question that, that came up... Uh, and it's probably in relation to the guys from Triple J have mentioned their meeting about changing the date. Um, obviously, there's a lot of politics rolled into Australia Day. Would you guys consider that? Like, what's your take on that? Yeah, listen, to be honest, we haven't been that focused uh, on it. There's lots of other things that are going on in our world. But um, obviously, there was Rob Rominski on social who, who feels fairly passionately about it, which is fair enough. Um, I think that, listen, we're definitely open to considering it. And we might even take a lead on it. So we might just uh, not... Um, continue just because everyone else is we might decide to do it but the question is what and i'd be open to other people's thoughts on this um is what other day would you do it someone suggested uh australia um uh, new year's day i'm not sure how many people after a new year's eve want to kind of sit down and do it um obviously we want to be it to be on a holiday so people can go into pubs and they're at barbecues and i think that's a nice ties in so nicely with the triple j hottest 100 like i think if triple Pardon me. If or when Triple J move, uh, that would be an easy decision. Um, if we were to, um, and I know there's discussions going on about that, but whether that happens in the near future, I don't know. But whether, yeah, so whether we move or, or but I, m- I imagine they probably have the same, same sort of dilemma. Where, what day do you move it to? That's a public holiday that people are in the mood to uh, to enjoy the music, or in our case, the beers. Sun, the sun's always going to be out, and all those things. So it's, uh, yeah, it's an interesting debate. Um, Rob's actually. He asked if he could put up a, a post on my website about it because I said to him, "Look, I don't know if I agree, but I'm not sure I, I know why." And he said, "You know, can I can I put something up?" And I said, "Yeah, go for it." So, like, I, I just hope that, uh, like, I know passions are uh, intense around this issue, and uh, I, I we welcome constructive comments and constructive feedback. If it, you know, we don't need to be bagged. <laughs> no, we don't. We don't invite that sort of stuff if we can avoid it. But we're certainly open to it. We don't uh, have a strong view. Either way, because I, I, I just ha- I don't know enough about it to be brutally honest. Um, to have, but uh, I know a lot of increasing number of people are, and uh, if it's if 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 it's it might it's might what happen. How much work is the hottest one hundred for you guys? Uh, it's getting more because we're obviously trying to innovate as much as we can. Um, this year, uh, we're lucky enough that uh, in the last uh, few months, we've had a full-time event director for Gabs, uh, a guy called Craig, and he's come on board and he's uh, obviously had more time than I've ever had uh, to be able to uh, look at how ways that we can improve it. And um, we, this year, introduced a live social screen, which was on, in, uh, on the big screen in pubs up and down or, or all over Australia. Uh, as far away as Darwin, I believe, and over in WA and up north. So all dotted around the country, uh, our official venues had this social media feed around the, the country. And, and the reason that we did that was I really wanted to create something that a little more tangible than just social media. And uh, I figured that there's a lot of people out there on Australia Day drinking great beer in the course of whatever they're doing. And how cool it would be to have photographs of people on a boat in the Sundays or in the, on a cattle farm or, you know, all the, I had all these con- conjured up all these incredible, fantastic, fun images of people celebrating craft around the country. And if we figured that if we figured if uh, that if people could just hashtag us and we could include it and then pubs and even if you, you could do it, we allowed people to do it at home. We thought that would be a really cool thing. And then we introduced also the, uh, the first uh, sweepstakes as well. So. We know, I'm not a big horse racing fan, but certainly come Melbourne Cup Day, we always cut up the newspaper and put it into a hat and, and everyone's invested in, in the race. And uh, so we devised the first sweeps, which 
we know um, a bunch of people did and really enjoyed. Um, so they're the sort of things that we added to it as well. But um, it's really very intense on the day. Like we've got seven hours of just monitoring the whole thing and, and trying to be really responsive on social media. And then there's uh, we've got a PR firm involved this year. So it went out on the wire on AAP. So a lot of newspapers and radio picked it up. So we did a lot of interviews. So um, it's just like we, we want to get behind it because we think it's a good thing, not just for gabs, but we think it's a good thing and fun thing to do. There's nothing really like it yet in Australia. Mm. Hmm. How was the um, social media screen received? Have you got much feedback on it? We haven't uh, formally got feedback yet, but so uh, we have had a bunch of uh, venues um, email us without initiation yet and just saying, um, yep, loved uh, we loved it. We played the sweeps and um, I know the Tap House had it on the big screen. I know this place in Canberra had it on the big screen and uh, I think in WA they had it. And it just was like it was background, but people could look at it and they could obviously take their own photographs and if they uh, didn't draw a dick on it, then uh, it <laughs> might make it on the screen. Um, so it was just, again, just another way of celebrating. Yeah, I checked it on it from time to time and I thought it was really good. Yeah, yeah. so I think we'll build on that and uh, hopefully, like the software was okay, but it wasn't brilliant. Uh, hopefully we can build on that and more and more pubs um, in particular where they've got those massive screens can just put it on and, and e each time a beer was announced, it was filtered into the, into the feed so people could see it visually on the screen as opposed to having to refresh their website or something yeah. like that. Is that kind of your approach to most things, um, you know, when you look at Gab's, the actual festival, it started as a small thing in um, at the local tap house and then it grew obviously each year and it's kind of growing each year and, you know, this year you're rolling out a new feature and you're kind of quietly doing it and then letting it, you know, hope I mean, you're going to grow it next year. Is that kind of how you consciously approach things? Or Well, we listen, when we were doing the kind of, uh, the figuring out exactly what our brand at Stomping Grounds uh was about um, many months ago, we ca basically came down to the same line that we use for gabs and tapas because it's the same thing. And that is that we, we, we're not beer nerds, we're, we're beer fans or beer enthusiasts and we want to share our love of craft beer with as many people as possible, but through exceptional and fun experiences. So we want to be really inclusive. We, 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 we certainly want to provide um, great experiences for serious beer fans and I think we do that uh, at the pointy end. We play around at that quite a bit. But our overwhelming emphasis on get is, is converting people and taking them from wherever they are on their journey to wherever they want to go. And um, that just speaks, you know, is, is evident, I think, in everything we do. And um, we don't, like, the tap houses weren't big enough for us to be able to, we couldn't reach as many people as we wanted to. So Gabs was a great opportunity to do that. And obviously there's no real limit to how big that could grow. And the same with uh, the hottest 100 is really there's no limit to how that how big that could grow. It could become could become really massive. How uh, how's the response been in New Zealand? Great. Uh, so far, we have uh, the number of votes. It took us about four or five years in Australia to get to. Wow. So we're wow. not nine years, I think, in the hottest 100. We backed it up with a uh, a social media campaign, and obviously, when we first had the hottest 100 in Australia for the first four or five years, we didn't have gabs. So we've got a database of people who went to Gabs last year. Um, I think it was two, two, two or three thousand people who we had on our database, and so that's a, that's a kind of a pretty good start. And then we've uh, we've invested in in digital media over there to just increase awareness of it. So the but also sort of nine years of experience and yeah. lessons learnt on how to execute that sort of yeah. So the thing about the, the first one in New Zealand will it'll be a pretty good representation of what inverted commas is hot. But there's some there, there's some really uh, big stories that are going to come out of the poll in New Zealand. The results in New Zealand. Exciting, because with the Australian one, we have some reference point now. Yeah. Yeah. We know that Feral and, and Sona Wood are going to be up there. Um, with New Zealand, I have no idea what that what that is. Mm. I, and again, and I, know, I know what I like. Shrewd marketing players as well. That you never yeah, know. yeah, and New Zealand yeah. seems yeah. quite different to the Australian ones. Like, I think it's uh, what, what happens this year will inevitably change in, in the next few years but it's certainly kind of leapfrogging what we've done because straight away we've got so many voters, you've got some savvy uh, breweries over there as well but um, certainly the last time I looked a few days ago is there's some really fantastic beers in in the list um, but uh, there's one particular story that I think people that'll that'll have people talking Stay, Stay tuned. tuned. Yeah. When, when is that one? Um, Tuesday. Waitangi Day Waitangi which Day, is uh, Feb 6th. Yeah. Bob Marley's birthday as well. 
So that'll be a lot of fun. A bit of trivia there for you. Yeah. But this year we're just doing a social countdown. There's no venues. Uh, we really didn't have time to do that. But next year we'd hope to have official venues, and we might even go over there and and. Uh, org- but there's no there's no. I understand there's no real podcasts in New Zealand. There's nothing like you. I'm, I'm told there's yeah, no there's no bits serious and pieces. Uh, Phil and um, Phil and George, George, yeah, are they're a bit frequent. Well, I mean, George uh, no, is a relatively uh, new father, yeah. so you can't really complain at all. That was like before he was a new father. <laughs> okay, sure um, but yeah, you're right. I think there's bits and pieces starting up, but nothing that's been like you know regular. Yeah. Um, and in Australia, we kind of have the, I guess, Brews News and, and Sessionable Plus about a couple of others. Well, that was really up. good. That was really a good thing. I think uh, they did it really. Uh, I didn't have time. I couldn't listen to. It both podcasts at, at the same time but I did listen to the Radio Brews News podcast and I think they're getting better at doing it and I said as much to Matt and um, it was just really interesting while the, if, if you're that for the serious beer fans to to listen and get engaged with as they talk to brewers and analyse the poll and have a bit of fun as well but I'd like to do that ultimately in New Zealand but I imagine next year we'll just get a bunch of venues hopefully who will get involved and um, it'll just organically grow I think over there or hopefully if you ever want to fly some podcasters over there <laughs> to do it, uh, we, we could probably... I know a couple of there. guys that might be available. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see if we can get sponsors. We've got a decent run of it uh, from now to next year to yeah, right. get our shit together. Yeah, New Zealand, if you're listening. Yeah, Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they are. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Um, you mentioned um, Stomping Ground a couple of times. How's that gone so far? Uh, it's uh, it's way well ahead of uh, what we expected at this stage. Uh, what are we now, five, five or six months old? Um, and we've just about to order our third... Uh, shipping container of tanks which is is much earlier than we expected um so it's fantastic the beer hall has been much busier than we expected um i don't think we never projected the sort of numbers that we're doing each week ever so that's really strong um it's it's giving us uh, great cash flow to help us uh, you know grow and invest in other areas including stainless steel tanks but it's uh, it's caused um a little bit of a bottleneck in the brewery or because we haven't we've been selling so much beer and obviously we have a wide variety of styles at the beer hall that it's um that it's uh, meant that we've had to slow the sales team down a little bit but um now i think there are tanks landing this week and more in a couple of months and uh, we've got uh two full-time sales guys and um it's going re- really well. We're really I- enjoying it. And as I said earlier, the, it's a real kick for us to to see people who come into the venue who are not serious beer fans mm-hmm. just enjoy beers. And not not just beers brewed by us, but different styles, trying new stuff. We love that. Because it really seems to have um, become really popular with just the public more than Well, that's uh, what it's aimed at. Like I said before, we're not really aiming at uh, hardcore beer fans. We, we will certainly play around at the pointy end uh, uh, a bit each year as well but we want we want to convert people we want to convert people and even if you're a little if you are converted to a 150 lashes or uh, a mainstream craft we want to get you onto something um, a little more locally produced and independent and uh, I think we've uh, We've done that. We'll be canning our beers uh, probably mid-year. Nice. Um, are you going to use East Coast? Or are you no, we're, we, we're going to get our own gear, I think. Um, we've, we've certainly looked at East Coast. They're, they're doing incredibly well. I think they're looking at opening, building another one. And there are other also competitors looking at joining that corner of the business. But uh, I think we'll just invest in our own and um, kind of roll the dice a little bit. Cool. That's have, you, have you announced that anywhere yet? Um, I don't think... Uh, Form, formally, I think we put it up a uh, sign just last week that's uh, letting people know. I think know. I mentioned it when uh, we talked uh, about it. Uh, actually, when we were at Ballarat, we had a sign that says ca- cans coming uh, mid just, just, so. just trying to get a scoop for us. <laughs> um, yeah, well, uh, my mum texted me yesterday and said, Have you heard of Stomping Ground on Gibb Street in Collingwood? It sounds fantastic. Because <laughs> she heard the 3AW. Oh, 3AW. Yeah. yeah, that was a great. What was the 3AW? Was that um, the tastes or the, the restaurant reviews they do? Yeah, well, I'm not sure. Uh, it was. Um, Kate? It, it was no, it wasn't no, Kate. It was another woman called uh, Tregan. Tregan, I think. And um, she came in unannounced. We didn't know she was there. And uh, on the breakfast show yesterday morning, so the top rating show. Um, they uh, she gave they gave six minutes and uh, oh. they raved about it. Excellent. Which was yeah. uh, you know you couldn't write a review. I couldn't write, write a review as yeah, well. Yeah, well as I they got woken up by the text from my mum asking <laughs> if I'd been there before. So yeah. so very very happy with that because it took us. Uh, we were so busy so quickly from when we opened is that it took us probably a good six eight ten weeks to actually kind of iron out some of those kinks, particularly in the food. That's uh, that was a fair headache in the early days. Um, but we're pretty happy with where we're at now, and so it's nice. What were the food reviews? Oh, I just um, we had um, we were so it was so busy in the kitchen that uh, the team weren't uh, up to coping with that volume so right. quickly. 
and so we just had to, we and we couldn't find good staff. It's very hard to find good uh, kitchen staff and chefs um, in this country. And so we we were using a very expensive agency people, and obviously they come and go. And so yeah, it was it, it was it took us a while, and we didn't introduce the wood fired food uh, for probably two months, or maybe not quite like six weeks or so, because we and we start we we cut our menu in half in the first day because it was just like fuck, we can't um, we can't really cope at the moment. So that was our Achilles heel. If you look at our earliest reviews, they were m- more more hits, but there were a fair few misses. Um, and almost all of the, those misses were food related. So it's nice now that we're getting so many great reviews. Um, and uh, a bad review is very much the exception rather than the rule. Everyone that I've spoken to or read about just raves about the st- how much they love the space as well. Yeah. Well, we wanted a space that's... Uh, uh, like I was inspired very much to have create a beer hall atmosphere, and there was uh, we w- we were concerned. I was as well that uh, when you have such a big space that on a Monday Tuesday night that it didn't feel like a, an empty barn. But we broke it up obviously with the the bar, the big bar, and it actually worked out quite well. And and we we're actually never that quiet anyway, which is nice. Um, but that was something that we really wanted to do is is to have a, a beer hall type, a contemporary beer hall type atmosphere and uh, and also it's family friendly that was one of the things we didn't anticipate would be as successful as it has been is that that cubby house which we <laughs> built really for fairly selfish reasons because we wanted to be able to have a beer and a bite while our kids could play behind a behind a gate or a fence and uh now on weekends it's like uh it's like um you know vultures hanging over a carcass <laughs> There's, they're just everywhere it's the, the the classic thing of if you make something f- that you want chances are someone else is going to want it as well and uh, well, we heard a lot of people say that uh, there's not many places in the inner city that, are, quote unquote, are cool um, that you can that you can go to. Most of them are kind of suburban pubs with plastic um, play furniture, and mm. so that's uh, there's a lot of people who like that. It is very impressive. <laughs> Speaking, um, oh, sorry, great. I was going to say you recently brewed and poured the Pride Vice. Yeah, well, can you tell us a bit? Oh, right. Can you tell us a bit about that? Um, well, we're obviously, I guess, one of the things that we're trying to do is to. Um, reimagine beer or brewing. Um, we want to, like as as we've always done, is we, we're trying to innovate and, and do different things. And uh, one day I was having a beer with Cassie, who's uh, Cicerone, certified Cicerone, and uh, on our sales team, and we were just talking about ideas. And we really try and empower our staff to offer up different new ideas. And Cassie said, "What about we do something for Pride?" Um, and uh, it kind of just evolved over about half an hour of just having a couple of beers and I came up with the name Pridal Vice uh, and we therefore well, let's do some sort of wheat or white beer and 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 then I approached the Midsummer Festival uh, CEO and we caught up with her and they were completely into it and it just evolved from there and it just became this initiative where I think 50 cents from every pot sold is going to go to a, uh, a fund to mentor young gay and lesbian um, artists and uh, we sold out we did a we did it more than we expected to do. We brewed more than we expected. We've sold out of the beers much earlier than we've expected. So um, I think we'll probably do it on an annual basis. Now I think we will be writing a check for ten or eleven thousand wow. dollars. Um, and I think next year we'll probably do it in Sydney as well around the same time. And we've even talked about doing a, a special release can as well. So we is there a um, corresponding festival in Sydney around the same uh, time? Well, obviously Mardi Gras is, uh, is starts next. Right, right, starts okay. two weeks from now. So sure. it would be kind of maybe for two months we'd we'd roll out this to sup- pubs and and the pubs that have got behind us and the bars have been really supportive of it um, and uh, really felt that it's a good cause and something that they want to get behind. So it's been on tap, I think, in fifty bars. Uh, almost yeah, 50 had a bars, bad I shepherd think. when I was there on Australia Day, and yeah. I saw plenty of pints getting poured. So yeah, so yeah. like it's uh, it's listen, it, it is because it's a peach, bl- uh, peach it's a peach wit right? beer, a oh, peach wit, right? Peach, peach wit. So it's technically not a vicer, but it's uh, it's a good name. Yeah. It's a good. It was yeah. a good name that I wasn't <laughs> going to let let go of. And uh, so yeah, I think it'll become an annual thing, and hopefully next year, I think if if we really get a good run at it, we could raise thirty, forty thousand um, dollars, wow. maybe more um, from it. So. Um, it's been a, it's been a nice little thing, and and it's all started with Cassie coming up to me and saying, "Well, what about this idea?" And then I said, "What about that?" And it kind of just grew into into Good what it is now. So yeah. it's, uh, we hope to do more of that sort of thing. Does that sort of like um, behaviour encourage everyone around to speak up if they have ideas like that it, it, within our staff yeah. and team? Um, I hope so. Like some people are better at it than others. Like most of the ideas, that's what I do. I'm the kind of ideas guy in the business, but I I don't want to be the only one doing it, and I want to encourage other people to. Uh, come up with ideas. So Matt's got some great ideas. Matt's obviously the uh, the venue manager at the Beer Hall and uh, there are s- some people who are just 
creative and and I certainly want to encourage those everyone but in particular those people to come back and and there's been some great ideas that have come from encouraging staff to, to speak up it's great um, to see a brewery being inclusive like that as well um, with that kind of you know LGBTQ cause is, is really exciting what about um, an LGBTQ IPA that's fantastic <laughs> yeah. that's a good one but I don't know if you'll sell uh, like obviously we wanted to make an approachable beer oh of course yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. but, uh, I was but, going know, with the wordplay joke on yes it. I think yeah. well I hadn't thought of that one that's a great idea yeah. you should work with us yeah. um, but like uh, that's something that's not really discussed you know um, sexuality is discussed on labels a lot um, but the and inclusiveness is discussed in, in craft beer a lot but but gay and, and trans people aren't really discussed in, in craft beer that much for for a, a really inward looking industry um so I, I think it's great to see a company just come out and do it um, yeah well obviously like um cassie's a member of you know part of that community and it's she's really passionate about it and uh, we've um we've always been supporting lots of local initiatives and we at stomping ground wanted to be meaningfully engaged and uh, not just uh you know not just pay lip service to it we wanted to to, to get really involved and um, it just seemed like a, a good fit and it's been you know one of the things I almost choked up the other day because we've been getting some messages from people um, members of that community who have uh, just been overwhelmed with uh, happiness for want of a better term of of uh, what we're what we're doing and and the way we're going about it and that's um, that's exceeded our expectations we didn't cynically go into this expecting or looking for that we just wanted to to raise awareness and 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 also provide a beer where pubs and, and venues and bars and restaurants ultimately could um, fly the flag for a few weeks and, and uh, support the community and support a, a worthy initiative. And uh, it's been fantastic. But yeah. also it is like a really eye-catching decal too. I mean, you see it and you know exactly. What's the yeah. decal? Is it rainbow yeah. thing? Yeah. Yeah, we tried a few different things, but you can't. Uh, like a rainbow is obviously very eye-catching. And I think... Uh, I think we'll do a can probably in a similar yeah, eye catch. So when yeah. you said can before, I could picture it. Yeah. Like, that was going to look great. <laughs> it really yeah. stood out um, on the taps as far as I was concerned, yeah. Um, should we take a quick I break? I noticed that you're just keeping one eye on that battery. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've, got a, I've got a battery issue at the moment, unfortunately. Um, and then we'll come back and, and do a quick wrap up. Love it. Welcome back. Everyone. Welcome back. Uh, we'll do some recommendations. Love to. Uh, what do you want to begin with? Let's do beer first. All right. Do you want to kick us off? Uh, sure. I don't know if I actually thought of one. Yeah, no, I have. Okay. Um, so last that's night. That's <laughs> how much preparation goes into it. <laughs> yeah, I haven't yeah. thought of one. Yes, I have. <laughs> that was about half a second. Yeah, it's probably indicative of how we go. I reckon. Yeah. Don't don't pull the curtain back. On <laughs> <it>. <laughs> it's all smoke and mirrors. Yeah. yeah. Um, last night, after drinking a ton of hoppy beers, as I mentioned earlier in the show, that's all I've been drinking lately. Uh, I had a can of Young Henry's Newtown, no, Real Ale, sorry, in the fridge. Uh, it was a sample. Always love it, yeah. Yeah, sample from Otter's Promise, and I haven't had that beer for a long time. And I'd had a Pirate Life IPA, double IPA, and then I had the Young Henry's Real Ale. chaser. Yeah, and it was gorgeous. Yeah, it's like uh, giving a tongue a break and a hug. Yeah, yeah. it was such a, a lovely break. I haven't drunk in really anything malty for a long time, and this was caramel and toffee and dry and everything you want from a, a, a delicious English ale. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to recommend that one. Very Young good. Henry's. Nice work. Real ale. In a can as well, so it's, you know. Extra fine. Yeah. And it's, it's completely on trend. And it's cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Dave, what do you uh, got? I'm going to recommend one. It's the uh, Amigos Britannicos from Siren Craft uh, Craft Brew. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it's their, uh, it's a saison with some lime, honey, and pepper. And I didn't love it. <laughs> but the way that they use those flavors is unlike other ones I've okay. had before. The pepper was really like herbaceous and flavorsome what? rather than heat. Um, yeah, I really, really like. I was really intrigued by it. Okay, who uh, brings in that beer to Australia? I'm not sure, no, actually. Oh, that'll be um, experience. It? Yeah, yeah. I th- I'm 99% sure. Oh, that makes sense anyway. Yeah. Uh, I haven't had too many of the siren beers. They always look really good. Yeah, uh, they're. Li- yeah, I don't know if you'd. I shared it. It was a small bottle, and mm. that was enough. But okay. it was very interesting, though. I'd recommend tr- trying it. Awesome. I'm not going to say wait for it in the next. Do you drink? Yeah. Do you guys drink as much imported beers now as you did no. two years ago? Far less. No, I, I do too. I think uh, I think there are some beers now which are being imported which are not needed here. Like there are so many great beers coming out of Australia and getting better all the time. Is that I just find uh, there's less of uh, uh, hang. I have less of a hankering for yeah. Well, it's for seeking them out. 
the last few imports that I've bought, uh, I bought a Ballast Point Sculpin at Dan Murphy's, and compared to all the local beers we had, it was you know slightly Just old, a little bit caramelly, flat, yeah. Um, and it's like you know that was kind of my the first one for a while that I bought. And I said, nah, Sculpin is always going to hold up well, you know. It's mm. it's, it's always really good and. I mean, uh, I should have just bought something local. Um, that reminds me. Do you think uh, Do you think Warhog will take over Hop Hog in the next few years in the Hottest One Hundred? That was one of my notes uh, that I wrote down. So I think yes. I think no. If they put Hop Hog in a can, I don't think pretty delicious. Oh, it is. Yeah, <laughs> I, they're, I mean, they're pretty. They're pretty torn about that because I think they they feel, um, or certainly Brendan said to me that they they kind of own the bottle. You know, uh, people recognise that, and if they, if they, at the very least, they wouldn't drop the bottle. They might do it in can. I as think well, like with the, um, I think with the Sly Fox styled cans, mm. I think that would translate pretty comfortably. But Warhog's delicious. I don't I'd, want to I'd love to see their sales, and I, I talked to Brendan a couple of times about coming on the show. Because I don't um, know if the beers changed or we've changed, but I remember one of the Tusk days we had Warhog and Hop Hog, and we were both like. Why would anyone have anything but Hop Hog? It's fantastic and yeah, but yeah. it's pretty delicious. Yeah, yeah, and maybe maybe it's the cans. Yeah. It's holding up beer in the cans when it's being sent around. But uh, back to your international versus local question. I let my girlfriend choose all the beers last night, and she was just milling around the international fridge, and I was like, "What are you doing? Get <laughs> over to all the fresh stuff." But that's uh, yeah. That, I, that I, got I'm me an interesting lime honey pepper beer. So like yeah. I'm 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 all for cherry picking the very best international beers that are a, st- a step above because I think uh, as much as just being interesting it's also benchmarking um, but I'm I'm increasingly a champion of as, as we I've always been a champion of local beer but I'm I'm fairly passionate about that uh, increasingly and I think now. also I can't remember if it was on mic or off mic but we're all talking about the fact that we really enjoy drinking pales and IPAs and that sort of natural and if, if that's what we're going to angling towards then the freshest options is always going to be better so um I uh, I was at Hop Nation actually the other day and for a change. Yep, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I wasn't sure what to get. And one of the guys said, "Oh, have you had the Hop Wide from Eight Wide?" And I said, "Yeah, but not for not for a long time." So I'll get that. It was delicious. Yeah, but, but you do that was, once a year. Like it was probably not quite. Maybe as a month too old. Right. Like I, okay. I don't know if it, they, you know it t- does take a while to get through that process. Still a delicious beer, but. I was at the brewery that brewed everything else on tap, yep, and I knew that was going to be fresh, and it's like, oh, I should have just stuck with it. But it's also kind of an interesting exercise about what you know is a super highly rated fresh hot beer yep. versus a literally out of the tank. Yeah, yeah. sort of see how that compares. I think the only one I, I'd probably be comfortable buying all the time is Sierra Nevada. I think they hold up. Pale or torpedo? Uh, or either. In anything. I don't um, love torpedo anymore, to be honest. I I, yeah, I, I, I had, yeah. in fact, yeah, I had a couple of weeks ago and I didn't uh, enjoy it as much as I recall. Like I had quite drank a fair bit of it in, when I was living in New York. Yeah. Mm. I think their, their freshness holds up a lot better than, than most. They put a lot of work into it, though. Yeah. yeah. And other than that, Belgian. I think Belgian we started rambling on and didn't get Steve's no, recommendation. Yeah, my, um, yeah. Well, the one that immediately jumped out in my half second of preparation was... Uh, I spent a bit of time down the Mornington Peninsula over Christmas and uh, I timed it pretty well to go and visit my friends at Mornington Peninsula and uh, they'd been canning hop culture that day so and they, good, ha- they yeah. had some um, staffies and uh, I got a case, I walked out with a case of hop culture and uh, that uh, didn't last very long in the <laughs> fridge. Yeah, fantastic. That's, uh, that's a cracking beer and it's doing really what well for them. What place in the 100? It's uh, placed uh, 68. All right. I'd, I'd say they'd be pretty unders, thrilled. Yeah, yeah, I'd say they'd be still pretty happy with that. I think that'll climb. I Has think. it gone far? Do you know the, those cans? Uh, I think, oh, well, I think if it hasn't, yeah. it's going far. Yeah, I okay. think it's 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 really got a lot of traction. I think the packaging has, um, although I, I heard from uh, one someone at Mornington that their packaging has uh, run into a bit of a, a roadblock with uh, the, the people who govern labels for the big, the big chains, right? Um, because of its cartoon kind yeah. of uh, oh, okay. uh, similar thing. I think I don't know if you know that uh, um, Brew Cult, uh, their beer was supposed to be included in the Gab six pack last year. Yeah, and, uh, I do remember it, that. We had to pull it at the end because it didn't pass um, the character. What's his name? Um, uh, the character on the yeah, yeah, Jimmy, yeah. I think it Jimmy, is. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy. Uh, they didn't like uh, Jimmy on the packaging. So uh, Hop Culture might be rebranded potentially for the chains, but uh, I think it's a cracking beer oh, and, and when it's yeah. fresh. And I, I'm, I think that's going to be a – I reckon that's going to probably be their biggest selling beer, if you, if you ask me. If it, gets a similar, same, if, it get, if it gets the same distribution as the others, I think that'll be, that'll be their beer. I think that's the kind of beer that is hot at the moment as well, and that's what I want anyway, yeah. I had 
one the other day. Um, I think it must be the, the second batch or the most, probably the one that you had a case of, and it was so good. I think it was better than the first one that wow. I had, and I loved the first. So, um, yeah, really good beer. Delicious. I love it when beers, like obviously, the, how old are those guys? Five or six years now? Is that, uh, I just love it when they produce a beer and it just goes bang, you know, even after they've done so well already. As I, I, I think that's one of the cool things of the unpredictability of what beer is going to, just rocket But also, I think if you're around for sort of five and six years, you can probably stagnate a little bit and you need to do something to keep yourself uh, on the forefront of people's minds. And mm. there is certainly a good example was, of that. Yeah, no, Nomad is another one, I think. Uh, you know, mm. to see their freshy salt and pepper do so well. I think it was one of three goes in, mm. the, in the top 100. At the, anecdotally, at the shop, um, I'll just promise we sell probably more Nomad than than probably most other Australian beers. We sell a lot of the a lot of the goza and a lot of the rosy summer punch and I think that's all sold out. So it's really interesting. People are people are attracted to those cans for, for whatever reason. Yeah, well certainly uh, w- when I've spoken to um to Johnny, um those uh, whenever since they started putting their beers in cans, those cans have gone nuts. So I think uh, we were on the fence about for stomping ground whether we bottle or can and we s- sought advice far and wide, but ultimately there was no clear consensus but um, when you hear stories like that, you, and and same with hop culture and the like, is that I think uh, it's it's at that tipping point now that um, it's becoming not de- not only de rigueur, but people understand why it's better in cans. Mm. Mm. All right, let's do some non-beer. Oh yeah, uh, well I think you started off the last one. All right, so why don't you go? Uh, mine nice is a, I'm going to recommend a a musician who um, unfortunately passed away. Uh, I think about a week ago, yeah. William, I don't know how to last, say his last name, William Onyabeer? Onyabeer? Onyabeer. Onyabeer? Onyabeer? It may not be, but I like it. <laughs> um, he's a Nigerian funk musician uh, from the 70s and early 80s, and just really funky and really cool. Um, I think he retired music from music and then went on to be like a, a flower salesman slash businessman. Wow. Uh, there's a couple of documentaries. What a, path, of, what a pathway. Yeah, there's a couple of documentaries about him, which I haven't seen yet. Uh, how does he get on your radar? I don't know Luke, how, how these falls into some weird YouTube. <laughs> I do fall into yeah. some weird spirals. Um Really funky. Will you spell his name correctly in the notes? So I'll I can make sure I put it in the notes. Yeah. I'll, I'll put my, you know whatever the whatever my. Oh, I think song I saw is. it. That I think the spelling is Onya Bear, and that can't be how it's pronounced, though, right? I think it's O N O N O N Y E O N Y E B O R. In the look, look, look at the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, really, really cool. Really, really funky, and. Uh, it's definitely on Spotify, uh, at least three or four of his albums. So if you've got Spotify, I'd say it's on Google Music. I think he had a bit of a resurgence. There might have been some docos. So, yeah. Cool. Check it cool out. One. That's a fun one. Uh, I'm going to recommend checking out the, I don't know what the acronym is for it, this when, when it begins, but the Women's AFL is Waffle. kicking off. Waffle. Well, that's the Western Australian oh, AFL. No, it's it's, oh, yeah. uh, someone said it the other day. It's an, is it? Whatever the acronym was, apparently it's not a great acronym. It doesn't spell out to be something. Yeah, like well, I remember when they were... A-W-F-L. I think that's what it is. Um, Aust- the Australian Women's Football League. Wow, Awful. they did not... I think they thought it through, but like none of them work. So they've got to, they've got to stick with something. But though. I think it's A-W-F-L. But awful. check out the awful. It's kicking off uh, at the beginning of Feb. Um, maybe it'll be boring, but you, you, you at least have to give it a go. Um, if anyone watched the exhibition match between Melbourne and Western Bulldogs. I thought that was fantastic. So yeah. um, definitely worth checking out. And um, hey, A lot of the games are free. Uh, there's only a couple that it's aren't free. free to check out, yeah. Um, and I think the opening game that Collingwood, I think Collingwood's playing is looking to get upwards of 20,000 people at Icon Park. So much so that they moved venues. So... Yeah. Um, at are least they running the them as, as um, curtain raises for the big games? Or are no. they running... No, so it's well, it's so running cause, cause that was up point. through to the pre-season, I think. So, yeah. um, so it's... So I think it'd be fantastic if it got to that sort of stage where they did that. Cause it I, no, I, th- I really like that they're taking it to suburban, not suburban grounds, yep. but um, you know, so the, the, all the Bulldogs games are down the road at Went Noble for fantastic. me. So but I just remember when I was like growing up, all the reserves games used to happen as curtain raises to the main games, yep. yeah. and yeah. it'd be great to do that again because yep. it'd make like a day out of the footy. Yep. Well, you get you know you get twice as much that bang yeah, for buck. Exactly. Yeah, exactly, and it sort of like would also. Um, sort of cultivate a bit more like club culture if you're supporting yeah, more than one yeah. team within your club. So check it out at least. At least give it a good run. You want to come to the Whitnover one? We're going on. What I f- think it's the fourth. Uh, is it fifth. during the day or at night? Yeah, I don't yeah, think we should be planning our social right. calendars on right. there. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to go check that out. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, I think women's sports the last year is so many things. Good things are happening around the world. 
Um, the Rugby Sevens was another example. Watching that on TV, I was just so impressed with the level of skill. And yeah, in the AFL, I was really impressed with the and level cricket of skill. As well. so yeah, cricket definitely. Going really yeah, well. Absolutely. So it's um, and having a like I know my niece um just loves watching women's sport on TV, and yep. she's got someone to look up to, and absolutely. she's really sporty. So yeah, it's excellent. I love it. I think it's going to inspire a lot of uh, girls to to uh, get active and Certainly to be will. part of those uh, of those sports. Have you yeah. got a non-beer for us? Yeah, I do. Following your um, sporting theme, I thought uh, that the Australian Open, I went to the tennis uh, last week and saw Rafa play someone or other uh, and on centre court. And uh, it's such a great experience. But the reason I bring it up is that uh, Coopers is now the beer sponsor. And it's just so fantastic to see uh, Australian beer at uh, a stadium. It's something that is going to happen at some point. Obviously, there are stadiums in America which have uh, craft beer and a smaller number that have some independent craft, but I, uh, it was just fantastic to go there and be able to drink Cooper's Pale at, did, uh, um, at the tennis. Did Rafa get up last night? I fell asleep before the end. He yeah. did. So yeah. it's going to be a Federer-Nadal yep. final? So it's what a fairy tale. Yeah. So that's that would have great. probably happened by the time I get this out. All right. So, uh, Good job, Fed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> great work. Didn't didn't we do the hottest one hundred show last year before the poll and then just terribly added in the yeah, voices? Yeah, it was so we'll just do the same. Very this enjoyable, year with the, yeah. The <laughs> um, all right, uh, Steve Gabs, when is it, and where people can f- where can people find information this year? Tickets, well, gabsfestival.com. The tickets go on sale when Good Beer Week launches. I think on March 16, 16 or eighteen. I think it is, and um, yeah, we're hopefully we're hoping to raise the bar again. Uh, at, at this year's event, we've got some really cool stuff happening, and um, got more festival. Got another container bar as well, and uh, yeah, a whole bunch of new surprises. So um, yeah, we're in kind of in fairly intense planning mode at the moment, but it's going to be a good one. So yeah, gabsfestival dot com. How Excellent. do we follow all things Stomping Ground? Uh, Stomping Ground dot beer. Stomping Ground dot beer, and obviously on social, we're, we're trying to be pretty active on that. That seems excellent. To be do you do all the social for Stomping Ground? Uh, I do. If, uh, I did a bit of it, but we now have someone who helps us. Uh, you know, I don't want to. Uh, there's better things I can be doing um, than that, and there are people who are better at it than I am. But um, yeah, we have some help, and and uh, we we recognise that it's a it's a it's a something we have to really focus on, and I think we're doing pretty well. But um, certainly, if you look at all those guys who are doing really well in Australia, uh, social media, and it's just you can get really strong reach um, from it. So, yeah, we're, we're focusing on it. Well, awesome. I'm about to go there for lunch, so there's another strong... Oh, beautiful day. The roof will be peeled Absolutely, back. Absolutely, yeah. Good. Dave, where can we find you on the internet? At MelbDave uh, at Instagram and Twitter and Dave at com if you want to send an email. Cool. Uh, Luke at com. Uh, write us on iTunes. Please give us a rating. It's been it about a month or so since we last Has it? Yeah. Chris, thanks slack. for the rating last time. Well, people though. just realise you can't Improve on perfection. That's so probably true. So true. they should Why tell us that. Well, I would have thought <laughs> that there'd be a whole bunch of five-star reviews then, is what I would have thought, yeah. Um, oh, I had something else I wanted to say. Ah, uh, it's probably not important. Are you going to rock Offer incentives. Five-star reviews and you can... Well, dot, dot, we, dot. We, All right. We like and you can get a cap, the same, and, you, and you can get a merch that's the same costume as that guy's got on right now, maybe. Yeah. Sorry. Which is a guy walking through the park in yeah. a pair of what looks like Speedos. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. All right. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Cheers.